What if your life was a dance? What if you could learn to perform it with grace and power? My name is Tudor Alexander, and I want to be your partner as we choreograph the dance of life. Join me as we share in some of the most meaningful life lessons and strategies that I've discovered in my career as a professional athlete and entrepreneur. We'll talk business, transformation, gratitude, and everything in between as we dance our way through life. Together, we'll learn and navigate life's changes and dance to whatever the music is playing. Are you ready? It's time for the dance of life. Happy Friday. And today we are talking, I had to clear my throat there for a second. We are talking transformation. What is it? Where is it? When does it happen? My goal with this interview is to bring the topic of transformation into an everyday conversation that can have relevance to your life and the work that you do. Today, my guest is Gina Pollard. Say, say hello, Gina. Hello. Glad to be here. Good. I'm also happy to have you. You have such an amazing work that you do that is totally appropriate for this interview. So what do you do for a living? Do you want to let them know? Sure. Um, my primary um, focus is on doing grief work. I'm a certified grief recovery specialist certified by the Grief Recovery Institute. And so I help people deal with um, the um, emotions that are caused by loss. And we look at over 40 different kinds of loss. Wow. 40 different kinds yeah. of loss. 40 different kinds. So of loss. if you were to, I mean, categorize those areas, obviously there's relationships, losing relationships, mm -hmm. there's losing stuff, you know, like are there, is there a simpler way to categorize those or pretty much they're just so diverse that... So here's what we know. We know that grief is the normal and natural response to loss. Mm -hmm. um, and it happens when there is a change in our life. And even mm -hmm. good things can cause us grief. Oh, really? I like okay. to use the example of um, if you get a promotion at work. Mm-hmm. Um, you have known your buddies that you've hung around with oh, all the time. I see. Okay. And you've had a, a peer relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you get promoted, there's a cost to it in some there's way. There's a cost mm -hmm. because yeah. your relationship with your buddies cannot be the same in mm -hmm. order for you to take up whatever your new role yeah. is. So you may absolutely grieve the loss of the relationships that you used to have, wow, even okay. at the same time you're enjoying hopefully more money, yeah, you know, and more authority and more prestige. Interesting. Yeah. I guess with any kind of change, there's that duality of forward and backward, you know, in anything. Absolutely. In any kind of change. Absolutely. And it's interesting. Yeah. Well, what does the word transformation mean to you? Obviously, you work in a field where you have to transform people's occurrence of a situation. Mm -hmm every day, you know, that you're doing. So what does that word mean to you when you hear it? When I think of transform the word transformation, primarily what I'm thinking is new ways of looking at ourselves, mm -hmm. uh, as well as the fact that we ch when we change on the inside, we change on the outside, mm. hopefully, you know, yeah. that, that, um, Transformation really comes out of a new mindset mm -hmm. and a new understanding. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a way that something occurs to us. And when we change how that occurs internally, then the external starts to sure. totally change. I think part of transformation with the work that I do too has to do with resilience. Mm, okay. Because, I haven't heard that one before. Um, I like that. 
uh, I use a house plant as an example. If mm-hmm. you have two house plants and one is not healthy mm-hmm. and you forget to water it for a couple of days, right. you're not going to be able to bring it back. Oh, okay. But if you have another plant that's healthy and robust mm-hmm. and you forget to water it for a couple of days, chances are yeah, you can, I can withstand. Come back. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So resilience is a part of having a healthy inner life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we're not healthy, things happen. For example, if we're taken down by grief, mm-hmm. then our immune system suffers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, if we are not sleeping well, and taking care of ourselves, mm-hmm. then we become more susceptible to illness mm-hmm. as opposed to when we're taking care of ourselves, including downtime and rest. When th- those are, you know, some really important things because you have physical elements to resilience, obviously, like if you're keeping yourself in shape, having a good diet, sleeping well, that reduces the stress impact of something that does happen to right. you negatively. And there's also internal informational aspects to resilience in the sense of what kind of information or software is running in your brain that's that's interpreting situations. Because if you have a very toxic or viral, you know, way of interpreting situations, then that's going to cause, you know, uh, external, obviously, problems too. And it holds you back. Yeah. Um, If we're listening to old um, tapes, for lack of a better word, we're listening to old messages that told us that we're not capable or we're Mm -hmm. not good enough, then we'll always stick Mm. right where it is that we are, um, as opposed to believing that we can move forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the old tapes is a great example. I think we've that one's been around for a while, but it's it's so true. It's like mm-hmm. a ongoing, sure, ongoing tape. It's crazy how many programs that rule our just every day, even though just everything we choose from tying our shoes to who the people we talk and how we react to things. We're so many. We are a series and summation of so many programs. It's pretty mind blowing sometimes when you become aware of it. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, what does your work mean to you specifically? You know, the work that you do is very transformative. How does it fit into your life purpose on this planet? Mm-hmm. And uh, what does it mean to you? I guess that's really the question. What does it mean to you? So part of what my purpose um, and call is in the world mm-hmm. is to help people um, deal with the hurt uh, and the damage that's been done. Because I started off doing abuse recovery work with mm, people. Okay. Um, like abusive relationships? Or? Um, yeah. So talking about um, sexual abuse, okay. emotional, physical, um, spiritual neglect, mm. and narcissistic relationships. Yeah. So, uh, which actually got me into the, the grief work. Because okay. grief really underlies our recovery for a whole lot of things. Mm. Um. And so for me, I started meeting primarily with women who were so beaten down literally and figuratively that they were not able to see themselves in a particular, in any other way than their abusers had told them that they were. They sentenced themselves to a permanent. Yeah. That's a great way. They were in a prison. Yeah. Yeah. That was absolutely. Uh, and so when I start seeing my clients, because now I see men and women, um, there is a look that somebody gets in their eyes as they're starting to recover that mm-hmm. says, oh, 
I'm starting to feel a little freedom right now. Yeah. Not right sure what to do with it, but yeah. there's a little bit of Something coolness new. that's going Some on. new possibility yeah. that just opened up for them. The light is coming mm. on and I'm beginning to feel lighter. Yeah. And so being able to pass that on to people um, is, is really important to me. I, I just, you know, there have been times in my life um, where I was really stuck mm-hmm. uh, in a bad relationship mm-hmm. for a lot of years uh, and never, I literally never thought I'd get out of that relationship alive. Wow. That's not being melodramatic. That's the truth. Yeah. And so when I was able to get out of that relationship and live and thrive, I knew I needed to pass that on to yeah, other people. So many people are caught in that yeah. vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Even if it's even if the prison is just mental, it's it's amazing how we sentence ourselves to these permanent, absolute ways of being. Yes, know? absolutely, it's, absolutely. It's uh, it's crazy. Well, can you share a transformative experience from your work? You know, obviously, there's patient confidentiality, so you don't have to be too specific. But maybe it was for yourself too. Maybe it was something that was transformational on your end that you mm-hmm. I, I believe one of the main things with transformation that I believe is that it's always mutual you know uh, you know we often talk about helping people and transforming them and things like that but I think that transformation always occurs mutually because in the work of contributing to another person you are also contributed yeah. to you know and it's this it's this mutual thing so I guess really the question is a two-part question you can Share about a transformational experience in your line of work and, you know, how that was. But then also, what did you get out of it? Obviously, it's a mutual thing. So what was transformed on your end as well? I think without going into any specifics, I I, I will tell you that every time I have helped somebody stand up for themselves mm-hmm. and begin to establish boundaries, mm-hmm. Um, around who they are and what they will put up with and what they won't put up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me how far I've come. Mm. Whenever I see people stop being uh, so worried about what other people think and start standing up for themselves, mm-hmm. it reminds me of how far I've come and how much I have to be grateful for. Yeah. So that's a big part. Um, even in grief work, because we spend time helping people to express uh, the emotions that uh, they have around things that could have been better or more mm-hmm. um, or not at all, sometimes in relationships. Um, it helps me to see that there are times in all of our lives mm. when we have regrets over things. Yeah. Um, and that we have the ability then to use the tools that I give clients mm-hmm. to be able to, to, to say those things that they wish had been different, better, or more. Mm. Yeah. Well, that must be very empowering too. You know, I always like with empowerment is another word that you often hear in this type of work. And I feel that every time you empower somebody, you also kind of light the candle in your own heart as yeah. well. You're empowering yourself and okay, you know what? I'm I'm walking the the truth here, at least for myself. Sure. You know, so absolutely. Well, you know, as as a life coach, as a person who is really, I I, I hate the word life coach. I think it's so I do too. It used a lot. It's so <laughs> overused and trendy. Yeah. It's just already it 
there's just this occurrence of it, you know. But really as a person that is taking a stand for other people's own power and helping them through these different processes to, to gain their freedom back, what has been the impact on you with your relationships? So what I mean is in the, let's say, 10 years ago when you were getting into this work, how you were with your relationships, the kind of person you were, versus now the kind of person you are today. What has transformed from the work that you're doing? Let's say maybe you're more patient with your clients, so now you're going to show up differently in your relationships with the people around you. Mm. How has those relationships changed in your life as a result of the work that you do with people? So there are a couple of things. First of all, I, I'd like to refer to myself as a transformation coach. Nice. Because okay. that's I like what that. I actually do, a transformation Perfect. or a transition coach, because yeah. that's what I'm hoping to inspire in people, actually, yeah. as a transition um, in their life from one state to another. Um, I will tell you that I am much more clear in my relationships about what I'm willing to put up with and what mm. I'm not. Got it. Um, I am much more encouraging. Mm-hmm with people than perhaps I used to be. Mm -hmm. The advantage of age sometimes is that we're less judgy. Mm. You know, I'm not as judgy as I was in my 20s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it's really um, helpful for me to understand that none of us got to where we are because it was a straight shot. Yeah. You know, none of us decided that we were going to be crippled by grief and bitterness. Yeah. Um and then life happens and we get there and that it's possible to change. Mm. That's beautiful. I, I really think that uh, I, I like the part that you said you you learn to stand up for for yourself in relationships. How uh -huh. did that come around? Does that come around from basically helping others yeah. to stand up for themselves? Sure. We okay. talk a lot about boundaries. Um, and the importance of boundaries. Mm -hmm. And boundaries get sometimes a really bad name. Um, and I, I deal with a lot of people that are coming out. But there's, of a, there are healthy boundaries too. I right. Mean, that's, so that's what my work is. Yeah. Is it's helping people. Yeah. To, to understand that boundaries are good. Yeah. That they're not, they're not all bad. Yeah. It's a tool. Ultimately, yeah. you can misuse a scalpel, obviously, but if you use it for the right things, then it's. Sure. You know. Absolutely. It's a tool. And they're protective. Yeah. Um, uh, and they're also really important for strengthening us. Yeah. You know, boundaries can really be a trellis, like you mm -hmm. um, tie plants to, to yeah, keep them upright. Yeah, I was just going to say, that was, yeah. just, that was right in my head. Right was it really? Yeah, it the was, trellis. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yep. Yeah. I didn't remember the word for it, but yeah, yeah. perfect. So true. Well, uh, with your with your business, you know, that's, the question here is about how do you transform your everyday life to maintain the level of service and excellence that you need to give people because the kind of work you do requires a lot of energy, obviously, and it requires focus. And there are aspects to this kind of work that are mundane. How do you handle and transform those mundane processes and areas of your life? You know, like, I don't know, let's say all the administrative stuff or all of the the things that are just necessary evils, quote unquote, part of the process. How do you deal with with the mundane? I've had all kinds of interesting answers on this one, so I'm curious to see what yours is. Sometimes you just have to gut through it and get it done. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's Got kind it. of like, you know, there are things I would rather do than brush my teeth. 
But if I'd like yeah. to have a smile, I have to brush my teeth, <laughs> you know. So there are some things that you just have to gut through and do it. Um, there are some things that I ha- ask other people to help me with. Okay. So delegation. Yeah, is delegation's one. huge. What's the hardest you know? thing for you to delegate? Um, the, the hardest thing is sending out um, emails to get new client information sent mm-hmm. out. Um, and so um, when I can, I have somebody help me mm-hmm. with getting those done because it's a quick, it needs to be a quick turnaround. Exactly. So it's that kind of stuff. I love talking to people and doing intake interviews mm-hmm. with people to figure out, you know, if this is going to be a good business relationship yeah. um, or personal relationship because it's it, with what I do, it is somewhat personal and Absolutely. it is business at the same time. Yeah. So, um, and some of it I, I can only do because I am not a licensed therapist. Mm-hmm. And so I always want to make sure that I'm not taking on something that I need to refer somebody out to a therapist mm-hmm. for. I see. So really so. getting the research done ahead of time yeah. to see what it is. Yeah. What do you feel is your biggest obstacle that you have to transform? Or I would say what was the biggest obstacle in this path that you've been on? What was the biggest obstacle that you had to transform to be where you are at today? I think that it's actually, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) it's an ongoing thing Mm -hmm. to not think of myself as small. I see. It's the Marianne Williamson, the world is not served by your being small. (laughs) That's true. You know, and remembering um, the value of what I bring to people. Yeah. uh, And being, um, realizing that when I am offering services to somebody, I'm not being nosy and I'm not being a Badinsky, but I have something that is valuable that can help people to be happier. Yeah. Staying in that, uh, (coughs) staying in that purpose of what is it that I want to bring them and I really, truly care. I'm not trying to sell anything or I'm not trying to, you know. And that's really huge. Not yeah. always selling. Yeah. That it's really what we're doing is, uh, what I'm doing, at least in my business, is, is really offering services that yeah. can help people. Yeah, you're offering. It's ultimately their choice if they want to go with it or not. But, right, right. Um, you know, well, for people looking for a change in their life, to create transformation, you know, my goal with this interview is to expand upon this word because it's, often got this pedestal, it's a little woo-woo, it's a little out there. But I think a transformation is something that it can be small, it can be every day, uh, you know, it can be a lot of things. So what do you think, how can people create more transformation in their life in the areas that are important to them? What are some ways that they can do that? One of my favorite exercises to do with clients is I have a worksheet that I have them fill out. And I ask them in a particular area in their life, what do they need to start doing? Mm. What do they need to do more of? So things that they're already doing, but they need to do more Mm -hmm. of. What do they need to maintain? Mm -hmm. What do they need to do less of? Mm. And what do they need to stop? Kind of like a behavior inventory or a habit. Yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And and so I like it because it's incremental. I see. Got it. It's not like I need to stop. And so I think that people also need to um, frame the changes that they want 
in positive ways. Mm. It's not that I need to stop doing this, exactly, but yeah. I need to start doing this. Yeah, it yeah. has to be affirmative and positive. Yeah. How you frame it is really important. That, that That's a whole realm of transformation there, too, because how you frame something, that's... That's primarily one of the purposes behind just this whole interview with, with transformation and getting people to see that, you know, like if, if I'm having to do, oh man, I have to make my bed in the morning versus I get to transform my sleeping space and create my day. Yeah. You know? like yeah. 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 How you frame it in your, in the language that you use. Uh, that's why writing is so important. You know, when you write out, like you were mentioning some writing exercises and things like that, it's, it's really mapping out how you think. When you write, because your relationship to your words that you use and how you articulate things, it is, it's, it's very important to connect those two because the words are the, the expression of what's in the inside. And the more attention to the detail of how you articulate, how do you frame something? Why are you framing it that way? Mm-hmm. That's a key part to Absolutely. living that uh, examined life. You know? Well, and it also has to do with shame. Because mm-hmm. when we keep saying, I should, I should, I should, mm-hmm. or, I'm so stupid. Why didn't I yeah. fill in the blank? That's shaming. Yeah. That's shaming talk. You're adding and to shaming that shame. behavior. Instead of saying, oh, I made a mistake there. Let's course correct. Yeah. Just a, okay, it was a mistake. That's it. It has no meaning behind it. Yeah. There's no emotional yeah. state that has to be. Yeah. It's interesting. Heart, programming our minds to do what they're it supposed is. to do rather yeah. than having them work us. And remembering that when we know better, we do better. Yeah. You know, that's the big thing. I think it's Maya Angelou that said that. You know, when we know, when I knew better, I did better. So those things that we did when we were younger or before we knew better, mm. those were mistakes. Mm. And now that we know better, we have no excuse because we're also responsible <laughs> for what we know, right? We are yeah, responsible at least we like for to what think we, we are, know. Yeah. Well, we are, whether yeah. we want to take that responsibility yeah, or not. But, um, you know, when you didn't know how to tie your shoe, you just didn't know. Right. And then you learned. Yeah. You know? And so there are learning curves for everything. I don't care how old you are. Yeah, it's true. And we're always learning. There's so many dimensions to one one thing that uh, that's the beauty of it, you know, that we get to be able to learn sure. constantly. And do-overs are great. And do-overs are great. It's always better <laughs> the, the next time around. Yeah, right? hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <Yeah. laughs> well, what have your experiences doing the life work that you do and transforming other people, transforming yourself, walking through this journey. What has it taught you about the universe, the rest of the world, other people? What are any life lessons that are meaningful that you would like to share Um, about the world, about other people? I heard a quote not too long ago that said, we're all just walking each other home. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that great? I love it. And I wish I knew who, who it was. So somebody will tell us who it was, but, um, I think that that's really important mm. to recognize is that, as I said earlier, we belong to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be able to lend a hand to each other. Mm-hmm. I get laughed at a lot because when I walk into my favorite grocery store, I know most of the checkers there, mm. most of the cashiers. Um, and um, But it's good. Because yeah. there have been times when people said, oh, I was hoping you would come through my line today. No. Would you say a prayer? Because I'm having a really difficult day. No. Um, and that's just because I was like smiling. And when I said, how are you doing? I actually meant, how are you doing? Yeah. It doesn't yeah, cost me anything. Cost anything right? So we need to pay attention to those around us. We're all trying to get 
to the next level. Mm. Um, and so grace and mercy and patience are just really critical with how we treat each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think if everybody did at least one of those things a day, the world would be a much better place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. So, well, what are you, anything else you wanted to say? Yep. Any last words coming up on the end of the interview here? Yeah. So, um, I think we've talked about the, uh, the online, uh, class that I have coming up. So I'm really, really, um, really excited about that. That's yeah, coming that's on. really cool. That's and, how many uh, is that six weeks course or six, six sessions, six sessions okay, um, yeah. over 12 weeks. So it's it. six biweekly sessions with a lot of homework Okay. in between. So I give people a lot of opportunity to um, look at their lives and determine what needs to be cleaned out, mm. what they need to add and what we need to do for the, the, the next 90 days afterwards. So it's called spring clean your life and you can find it on my website, Gina Pollard.com. Yeah, perfect timing. That's going to yeah. be really cool. Yeah. It's good. Awesome. It's and good. they can pretty much, they anytime they want to do that, they can just sign into it and, and do it. Yeah, well, we're meeting on certain days, but you can go in um, because all of the sessions then are downloadable. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And so they can join at any time and catch up if they want to. Oh, I but, see. Yeah. But there's regular meetings. But these are actually sessions where we're we're engaged in, in conversation mm. about what the, ho- the homework is meant. Okay. Because when I do work, I, I recognize that we all learn so much from each other in group processing oh yeah that's very that it's really important so i i if i yeah if i could only do one thing it would probably be group stuff yeah you know small groups are so effective they really are yeah and realizing hey you're not the only one yeah there's so much power in that there's a lot in that mirroring you know absolutely yeah it's good super awesome well thank you so much gina it's been a pleasure talking to you about your work and and uh, life path and, and what you believe. That's amazing. I love it's been it. been fun. Yeah. Well, that concludes our interview today, guys, on Transformation with Gina Pollard. Tune in every Friday where I have these amazing conversations about transformation and uh, living a life that is transformed and examined. I hope that this episode has contributed to your own journey in transformation and that you see that this word is not something to be scared of. It's not some woo-woo word, but you can... Find it in everyday actions from making your bed all the way to having a big breakthrough in your life. Hope this episode has contributed to your life. If you know anybody that can really benefit from it, share it with them. You never know the difference it'll make. Thank you so much for listening, for your support, for your encouragement, and helping this to be a resource for other people to turn to for breakthroughs, for transformation, for empowerment, all those awesome things. And thank you again, Gina, for joining me. It was a pleasure having you on the show. It was great. Thank you so much for asking me. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. We'll see you next week. You're listening, You're listening to, the to the Dance of, Dance of Life podcast, podcast with your host, with your host Tudor, Alexander. Tudor Alexander. Join me Join weekly, me weekly as, I as I discuss my most meaningful life, life lessons, lessons strategies, strategies, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship transformation, transformation, gratitude, gratitude and how to dance, how to dance your, way your way through life. Through life. For the latest, the latest content, content bonus, material, bonus material, make sure you, make sure you subscribe, subscribe using your favorite, favorite listening, listening platform. And if you like today's, like today's episode or want to contribute to a future episode, share your share ideas, ideas. Keep, the keep the conversation going at, at danceoflife.com. And remember, and remember life, life is, short, is short, so you might as so well, might learn, as well to learn to dance your way through it. Until next Until time, time, I'm Tudor Alexander, and this is the Dance of Life.